Lecture topic: Strengthened Heart. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وربطنا على قلوبهم إذ قاموا فقالوا ربنا رب السماوات والأرض لن ندعو من دونه إلها لقد قلنا إذا شتطا صدق الله العظيم This ayat that was recited is an ayat from Surah Al-Kahf which is very well known great virtues have been mentioned for the recitation of Surah Al-Kahf on a Friday on a Jumu'ah and Jumu'ah commences from Maghrib Like we are already now in the day of Jumu'ah From Thursday, from the time of Maghrib, the day of Jumu'ah has commenced So it is reported on Hadith Sharif, the person who recites Surah Al-Kahf on a Jumu'ah on a Friday Then Allah Ta'ala will grant him a nur That will extend from the earth all the way to the heavens And this will become a protection from every fitna And if he encounters Dajjal then this will become a protection from the fitna of Dajjal as well. So we are living in the times of fitna and how greatly in need we are of whatever protection we can keep taking to protect ourselves from all the various fitnas that surround us. This is the zamana of protection. People are all the time concerned about protection. But the greatest protection is that which Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Qur'an Sharif and what Rasulullah has taught us. Then the next level of protection are the apparent means which are within the limits of Shariat. But the greatest protection is that which is directly from the Qur'an and Sunnah. Those recitations that Rasulullah has taught us like it is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that the person who recites Surah Ikhlas, Surah Falak and Surah Nas The last three surahs of the Quran Sharif Three times each with Bismillah every morning and every evening So three times Surah Ikhlas with Bismillah Then Surah Falak, Surah Nas each time with Bismillah Then this will become a means of protection for him from everything We are all looking for this protection from so many things From dangers that we can see and dangers that we can't see but the first level of protection that we have to resort to is that which Rasulullah himself has taught us. Bismillah al-Nabi ilaya durru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fi s-sama' wa huwa s-sami'u al-alim reported in the hadith of Tirmizi Sharif person who recites this three times in the morning then nothing will harm him till the evening. And he recites it in the evening nothing will harm him till the morning. This is the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, kalam and nubuwad, to the extent that a person has yaqeen in it, and to the extent that he has avoided those things that prevent its benefit reaching him. What prevents the benefit from reaching? That sins become a barrier from the benefit of these aspects reaching the person. So on the one side, for example, a person is taking some medication which has been hailed to be extremely effective. That this is something that will knock out a cold 
in one dose. So now this person is saying, forget one dose, I've taken ten doses. But I don't see any difference. So, but then when getting to the matter deeper, he's taking that dose with not cold water, he's taking it with melted ice. One is cold water, water that was kept in the fridge for a while, or just he's taking it with melted ice. So that thing is more than cold, it is almost frozen. And he's saying, but this cold of mine is not going. And this tablet was, the claim is that it will knock it out in one dose. So somebody will tell him that you can take hundred doses also. This is not going to help you. You have to stop this first. Put this cold things away. And take this, you see the effect. So likewise, sins become the barrier from the effect of all these the benefits of all these wazayif and all these things that have been taught to us, these benefits are conditional. With the condition that a person refrains from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. What Allah Ta'ala has forbidden the sins, haram, person stays away from that, he's fulfilling Allah Ta'ala's command, and together with that he's undertaking these amal, this will become protection for him. So in any case, this is a zamana that we are all in this concern of protection, the first level of protection is what has been given to us in the Quran and Sunnah. So likewise is this recitation of Surah Al-Kahf, this is protection from all kinds of fitnas. Fitnas within, fitnas externally. Fitnas that lurk within ourselves. The fitna of greed, the fitna within us. The fitna of all the lust, haram, passions and desires that take to a person to so many evils, make him start looking at haram, start listening to haram, going to haram places, and engaging in so many vices and sins. That's a fitna within us. The fitna of the love of the world, the fitna of the love of the ego, fitna of so many things that lurk within us, and all the external fitnas. Now this is a protection from all these fitnas. And if a person, Allah Ta'ala protect us, if he ever encounters Dajjal in his time, Nabi Islam says this will become a means of protection from the fitna of Dajjal, which is a very severe fitna. So in any case, this is the Surah of Surah Al-Kahf, and in this Surah is this ayat of the Qur'an Tarif. Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala says, وَرَبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ That we strengthened their hearts. Now this is a very lengthy incident, which this ayat is referring to, just the crux of it, that they were a group of young people living in the time of this one very tyrant king, the Qiyanus. These young people were also all from royal families, living a very, very comfortable life, very luxurious life, and everything found, but there was something that was disturbing them about what they were seeing around them. None of them knew each other. But all of them were in their own individual capacities, very, very disturbed about what they were seeing, people involved in idol worship. said, this can't be right. This can never be something that a person can do. The same stone that a person carved with his own hand and he made it into an idol. Now what he carved with his hand is making it his God. How can this ever be something sensible? any case this was disturbing them and one day in the year used to be a day of their festival and the whole community used to get together and all used to get involved in this merry making and together with that was this idol worship 
So now they also came like every other time. But on that occasion, something just didn't work out in their hearts. They said, I can't remain here. One person disappeared from there. He just said, I just cannot be in this place. All this vice is taking place. Idol worship is taking place. He went and sat under one tree. Another person came, he went and sat under the tree. Shortly a whole group was sitting under the tree. Nobody knows why the other person also came. But all of them came for the same reason, because they didn't want to be in the midst of this place of vice. And didn't want to be even observing how this idol worship is taking place. But none of them were familiar with each other. So nobody knew what's going on here. Why is this person also here? Why is he also here? Everybody is supposed to be in the midst of this gathering that's taking place. To cut the long story short, eventually they started asking each other why you came, what, you, what brought you out. And then everybody got united in the same mission that we can't be worshipping idols. This is senseless. How can we be part of this? And now they decided to declare their faith. Cutting many other in details in between. Because first they were asked what's wrong with you? And when this investigation went further, so eventually they declared their faith, their iman. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَرَبَّطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ إِذْ قَامُوا فَقَالُوا رَبُّنَا رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Everybody, the king and all the subjects and the whole place, all are steeped in this idol worship. And in this kind of environment, where everybody from top to bottom is steeped in this, forget where the king and everyone is in it, just some little, some family members become entrenched in certain customs. It becomes a major issue for somebody to now break off from that. Some customs which are not in order, some things that are away from being. For somebody to break away from just some little custom that some people got involved in, that to become such a mission. Can we imagine the whole country and the whole community are all involved in this idol worship. There's nobody worshipping Allah Ta'ala. And here this group of youngsters stand out. And when they are put to the crunch moment, then they declare their iman. Our Rabb is the Rabb of the heavens and the earth. We will never ever worship anyone but Allah Ta'ala. And if we ever dare say something else, We are speaking a complete lie. There can never be any deity besides Allah Ta'ala. Now this was a very major thing that they did. Because now this was a matter of life and death. They were holding their life in their hands and speaking. So now this was not a minor thing. Taking their life in their hands so to say. So king gives them one day to think it over. And tomorrow you decide. In other words either you comply and you come and join us again. Or then you face the consequences. So they decided to flee to this one cave. And take refuge. And they disappeared in that cave. And Allah Ta'ala then, in many ayat, the details are mentioned, over 300 years Allah Ta'ala put them to sleep. And then whatever happened thereafter, Allah Ta'ala brought them to life again. They were not dead, but they got to sleep, Allah Ta'ala brought them to awake. Many, many details mentioned there. But now the point is that we need to take the lesson from. That on that first instance when they had to declare their iman, they realized fully well what we did. And what can be the outcome of our open declaration of our Iman? That we are going to be put to the test. 
and this is a matter of life and death. But then some courage was in them. There was some strength, some inner strength that made them feel very, very confident and very firm that we have to declare our faith in Allah Ta'ala. We can't hide this. Allah is our Rabb, Allah is our creator and sustainer and we belong to Allah alone. We need to make this known. It's a matter of life and death, but we need to do it. So they did it. Now they were given this respite. You think of it, tomorrow is the deadline. So now, when something is within the capacity of a person to take care of himself, to protect his life, he'll do that. What is within the limits of Sharia, he'll do it. So now to take care of themselves, one option was, so now flee from here. But now to flee from here, this was a choice. If we flee from here, we don't know where we're going. We don't know what we will have to eat. All those royal comforts and luxuries, all this we'll have to say goodbye to. We are having a very, very luxurious and comfortable life. We might be come paupers and beggars in some foreign place. Nobody knows us. We don't know anybody. No idea what's going to be the outcome. All these thoughts could have been running through their minds at that time. Allah knows best. These are the thoughts that will go now. A person knows that if I take this step, what can be the possible issues? Now all these things could have run through their minds at that time. They're going to have to now forget about all these comforts and all these luxuries and all this easy life and servants at our beck and call and all the things that we desire, we get it as we want it. And this very, very this comfort corner that we have, all this is going to be, have to be forgotten. We don't know what sacrifices will be required of us. What kind of situations we might have to confront. Come what may, they decided to be ready for all this. Now what makes a person ready for it? It's a matter of life and death. It's a matter of forgetting all the comforts and luxuries. Allah Ta'ala says, وَرَبَّتْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ Allah Ta'ala says, وَرَبَّتْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ we strengthened their hearts. Allah Ta'ala says, we strengthened their hearts. That strength came from us. That strength is not something that a person can buy in a supermarket. That strength doesn't come from any kind of supplements that a person can buy on a pharmacy shelf. That strength doesn't come from reading any books and novels. That strength can't be found where it's available on Google. Allah Ta'ala says, this is a strength we gave. And when we gave them that strength, we strengthened their hearts. Now it became possible for them. That divine help and that assistance that Allah Ta'ala blessed them with and strengthened their hearts. Now they were able to stand up and declare their iman, taking their lives in their hands. And then, when they had this little respite to decide this way or that way, they said, come what may, we are heading in the path of Allah Ta'ala. We are going where we will worship our Rabb. We are not going to be here where this idol worship is taking place. And we are going to be forced to join people who are involved in idol worship. Whatever happens, happens. We are going to go where Allah Ta'ala's worship is possible for us. Now this decision too was a very big decision. What made it possible? 
what made it possible was that strength Allah Ta'ala gave them. وَرَبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ This word means Allah Ta'ala strengthened their hearts. Now the word rabt, rabata, one meaning of rabt is to tie, to connect two things together. So now this itself is that message that who gains the strength, whose heart gets strengthened, <coughs> that person who has made rabt of his heart with Allah Ta'ala, the person who has connected his heart with Allah Ta'ala, to the extent of that connection of his heart to Allah Ta'ala, to that extent is that strength that he will derive. In another ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions the incident of Musa and just to get to the main point again, when he was now in danger of Firaun's army now coming and snatching him, they concealed the birds because this was now all around the bloodshed was taking place, Firaun's army, wherever they found any male child, they were just slaughtering these children, thousands of children were slaughtered. Because of the, some, but he foretold and Firaun gave him that message in the light of some things that they perceived that a male child is going to be born in your, in the Bani Israel who is going to topple you. Now Firaun went berserk. Now he is just slaughtering any male child. Must be this, or any child. Allah Ta'ala made it such that Musa Islam is born and Firaun and his army were unaware. Now, but what? this concern that what if any moment something will happen, some neighbor might just make some mention of it. Maybe the soldiers are walking past and they'll hear the cry of a child and they'll come and end it. Every, so many possibilities. So Allah Ta'ala inspired the heart of Musa Islam's mother. You take him, put him in a little box and you take him and put him into the river. Now can we imagine a child put into a little box and put to float in a river? But in any case she did it. But now after doing it, on the one side she did it, but now her heart was trembling. That now what? I just put my child, my little baby away in this box and put him down in this river. Now what? What's going to happen? And as a result of this anxiety, it was now, she did something, she's worried about what did I do? Did I do the right thing? So now maybe she's going to now ask somebody, please help me now. I don't know what I did. I put this child in the river. Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَصْبَحَ فُعَادُ أُمِّ مُوسَى فَارِغًا That Musa Islam's mother's heart was now just completely engulfed by this thought of what's the case of Musa Islam now. Fari from every other thought, only this thought consuming her. Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَصْبَحَ فُعَادُ أُمِّ مُوسَى فَارِغًا إِنْ كَادَتْ لَتُبْدِي بِهِ لَوْ لَا أَرَّبَطْنَا عَلَى قَلْبِهَا إِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ she would have now exposed it. She herself would have said it. That I put my child in now. That would have just exposed the whole story. Allah Ta'ala says, when all that anxiety now was it coming at its peak, Allah Ta'ala says, we strengthened the heart. In The same thing that is mentioned in the people of Kahaf. Allah Ta'ala mentions about the mother of Musa Had we not strengthened the heart and given her that calm, given her that inner peace that gave her that sense of confidence removed that anxiety that she was now no more overwhelmed with the situation Allah is in control everything will happen fine whatever Allah wills will happen but I don't need to now 
overreact to anything. How did that happen? Allah Ta'ala is saying, had we not strengthened her heart, she would not have been able to be calm about it. She would have exposed it. She would have went and gave it up. But now that same aspect Allah Ta'ala mentioned, لَوْلَا أَرَّبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قَلْبِهَا But now she was connected to Allah Ta'ala also. So now when that need came, one level of anxiety that is human nature. One level of getting afraid of some enemy is human nature. Person sees some wild animal, he gets something that might attack him and he gets afraid, it's human nature. Musa threw his staff on the ground by the command of Allah Ta'ala, it turned into a serpent. When he saw the serpent, he turned to flee. Allah Ta'ala said, La takhaf. Don't worry, there's nothing to fear about. You go and hold it again. It'll, Allah Ta'ala will manifest his qudrat. But as human nature, when he just saw that serpent, he turned to run from there. That one level, that is human nature. But then to become overwhelmed, to avoid becoming overwhelmed, what is the prescription? Allah Ta'ala is giving us the message in these lessons of the Qur'an Sharif. These incidents mentioned in the Qur'an Sharif are not just some historical facts and just something for the history books or something for bedtime stories. This is Ibrad, this is lessons. That look, what gave them the strength? What removed that anxiety? That anxiety was removed when Allah Ta'ala strengthened the heart. Now Allah Ta'ala strengthens whose heart? That person whose heart is in rabd with Allah Ta'ala. That person whose heart is connected to Allah Ta'ala. And now to the extent of the connection, one person connected some big appliance, he did his own thing, he went and found a small little thin cord, and he, something blew. Say, what happened here now? Say, no, this, this cord is too thin, it couldn't carry the current. You need a big cable here, because it's a very big machine. This very big machine, the small thin cable can't carry that current. So now it all depends what size cable a person is used to connect. What is the size, meaning what is the extent of his connection to Allah Ta'ala? That is the extent of strength he will derive. He is connected with a very thin cable, that much he will get. He is just being some basic, some fries, and then every now and again he is weakening the cable. Sometimes the cable gets weakened, now some heat and it damaged it. And as a result there is some, it's tripping, the, the current is not coming through, it's tripping things because now it got damaged, the connection got cut. So likewise sometimes some sin, some vice the person fell into, it disrupted the connection. So now that divine help, that got disrupted. So now this raptal qalb, this rapt and this connection with Allah Ta'ala, this is the essence of everything. This is the essence of everything to the extent that a person has built this rabd with Allah Ta'ala, connected himself to Allah Ta'ala. To that extent, Allah Ta'ala's help is with him. In Tansurullah, Yansurkum. Allah Ta'ala says, you help Allah Ta'ala, help the deen of Allah Ta'ala, Allah will help you. Allah will make you firm. Now this is the aspect to ponder over, to reflect upon, what is the extent of my rabd with Allah Ta'ala? my connection with Allah Ta'ala and how many things are there in my life that is contributing towards weakening this connection 
One is, as we mentioned, this level of natural fear, some natural concern, that's part of human nature. But to the extent that the person is connected to Allah Ta'ala, the very special servants of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala even makes that nothing for them. One great faqih of his time, Bunan Hammal Rahmatullah Ali, very pious person, the king of the time got angry with him over some matter. He had advised the king very very openly and directly about some wrongs he was doing. The king got upset about it. So now, he felt upset about it, so what? He said, no, this person must be punished. So one way of punishing him would have been to now just behead him. He said, no, no, he must be made an example. Made an example how? He said, no, we're going to throw him to the lions and have everybody come and witness this. The whole arena filled with people and we'll throw him to the lion. So now he was tied and brought and laid there in this arena and then this lion that was kept hungry for a few days now the whole population is all gathered there, everybody is all gathered to witness what's going to happen here now and those who were good people were now all in fear that what's going to be the outcome, this person is going to be mercilessly torn apart here so in any case now this lion was finally released into this arena and when this lion came bounding towards him first it came in a full speed come and tame, he saw one person that's hungry for so many days but as it approached him it suddenly just stopped and then it stopped and after a while to the amazement of everybody this lion started circling him like how a cat is circling somebody and sniffing him and it started wagging its tail and now everybody is shocked at what they are witnessing so eventually the king also who was present and observing all this he realized this is some very special servant of Allah Ta'ala I rather not interfere with him Ibn Tulun he then gave the instruction just restrain the lion and take it away and release this person so they restrained the lion and took it away and they released him so now mashallah on one hand Allah Ta'ala sent his special mercies and help to him Allah protected him, nothing happened, his time wasn't up his time wasn't up despite all the means of destruction being unleashed upon him this was like a given if anybody was asked what percent chance of survival he has he say zero percent, what chance of survival hungry lion in a person in an arena tied up there what chance of survival he has zero percent but when Allah's Qudrat comes to help somebody then it becomes hundred percent so that nevertheless Allah saved him but now later after he got released somebody asked him that whatever happened Allah's Fazal Alhamdulillah he got saved but after all it was a lion this doesn't happen normally this is Allah's special favor upon you this is not the norm the norm is the lion will tear the person apart some exceptions have happened like this after all you also saw a lion bounding towards you and then it came and started circling you after all it's a lion any moment it could change his mind maybe it was just probably sniffing to see now where to start off from so any case what was going through your mind at that time just to see now this person is lying down here in front lion is circling him what was going through your mind at that time now this raptul qalb or abatna ala qulubihim so he responded and said, when the lion was walking around, 
So now its saliva was dripping. So my mind went towards now, what is the masla here now? That is the saliva of this animal in which category it falls? Is it completely najis? Or is it makru? Or what category it is? So my mind went away in that masala. I started thinking about that ruling. Now can we imagine that a person lion is circling him, his mind is occupied in thinking about what is the shari ruling about the saliva of this animal. Now what can make that possible? The only thing that can make it possible is the extent of this strength of the heart. Now this was something obviously out of the norm. This was something very much above the norm. Allah Ta'ala's special favor that Allah Ta'ala strengthened somebody's heart to a point where even the natural fear went away. That's not the norm. That's the exception. But Allah Ta'ala gives this help to anyone and everyone that he will not ever become overcome by situations if his heart is connected to Allah Ta'ala. He'll feel pain like any other insan. He'll feel anxiety. He'll feel the things that others feel. But he won't become overwhelmed. But if the person hasn't connected his heart to Allah Ta'ala, then, then small things become big things. When a person, and what weakens the heart? Sins. Involvement in sins weakens the heart. A person who keeps getting involved in haram, in sins, sins of the eyes, sins of the ears, keeps his heart engaged in evil thoughts. All this weakens the heart. Becomes a very weak hearted person. And you find small things become very irritating for him. Small things become frustrating for him. Small things scare him. Okay, small things scare him. What about big things? Big things make him lose his mind. He can't handle it. So these things weaken the heart. Sins, disobedience of Allah wa ta'ala. And to the extent that a person has engaged in righteousness, one is obviously the faraiz. That is the highest level of strength that comes is from the faraiz. In the hadith of Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, what I love most for my servant and what he gets closest to me with is with the faraiz. But now let us think about what is the quality of our faraiz. Allah forbid, in the hadith sharif it's mentioned sometimes a person has performed his salah. But the salah barely rises above his head and then it's wrapped like a dirty rag and flung back at him. And then the salah curses him. May Allah destroy you as you've destroyed me. Now this was supposed to be the greatest strength coming from the faraiz. But Allah forbid the quality of it, how it was performed, without any real passion in it. The last moment the person got there, the first moment he left. The masjid doesn't work on the labor law, last in, first out. And if I came last, I must also go out first. No, no, we must try and come in first and try and leave last. That's our target, but at least come in good time and engage in the sunnahs. Sometimes a person is there in good time, but he doesn't take care about taking the effort and being there in good time or taking the effort to now perform the sunnahs. Not taking care about the sunnahs. One is not showing any interest in trying to do it also. And not even taking the virtues of the sunnahs very, very greatly. 
that this is mashallah such a tremendous thing Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha she narrated a hadith that Nabi Islam said the person who performs 12 rakats in the day referring to the 12 sunnat and Allah ta'ala will build for him a palace in Jannah so she says from the day I heard this from Nabi Islam I never left it on one occasion and then the narrator that narrates from her her brother he narrates this and he says from the day I heard her narrating this Ambasa bin Abi Sufyan he says I never ever on one occasion missed it then the person who narrates from him he says from the day I heard this from Ambasa bin Abi Sufyan not a single day in my life has gone past where I missed this trial rakats of Sunnat Muqtada and likewise every narrator till that narrator that narrated the hadith to the hadith he says that from the day I heard this hadith from that day to this day in my life not a single day has passed where I missed this out now this was their zeal this is how they built that zabt with Allah Ta'ala now let alone not missing the sunnat and on one single day our wajibs are going salah jamaah is wajib our farais are sometimes getting missed the namaz is getting qaza now that is the first zabt that is the first building of this connection with Allah Ta'ala the farais then the wajibat and the sunnat muakkada the sunnat ghair muakkada to the extent that the person will increase all this then the nawafil and then all the other amal tilawat of the Quran Sharif zikr Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub to the extent that the zikr of Allah Ta'ala has been strengthened to that extent the heart will be strengthened that rabt will come so this is that rabt that connection with Allah Ta'ala to the extent that a person has connected himself to Allah Ta'ala to that extent Allah Ta'ala's help will come to that extent Allah Ta'ala will strengthen his heart Allah Ta'ala's divine help that special assistance will then make him calm will keep him calm he's human like other human beings he also has emotions, feelings he feels grief, he feels pain he's insan, he's not something apart from insan but in the midst of everything the many many incidents of the Sahaba Ikram and the pious predecessors the Aslav so many incidents in their lives of this similar nature in the face of death but they are so calm how can that be possible? only with that Rabtul Qalb the hearts are connected to Allah we need to now reflect how much are we connecting our hearts everything, every righteousness every act of Noor وَرَبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ in the tafsir of this the Mufassirin say بِالصَّبْرِ وَالْيَقِينِ to the extent a person has connected his heart to Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala strengthens his heart with sabr how much sabr he has will depend how much his heart is connected and Allah Ta'ala blesses him with that yaqeen and only that will happen what Allah Ta'ala wills my trust must be in Allah Ta'ala my reliance must be in Allah Ta'ala and binuraniyatil qalb his heart is strengthened because Allah Ta'ala enlightens it every amal of nur every amal of light this increases the light of the heart and this strengthens the heart and every sin, every vice, every wrong this it darkens the heart it takes away the light and it weakens it so now to the extent that a person has strengthen this heart to that extent he has that strength to do what Allah Ta'ala has commanded him to do 
that gives him the strength to refrain from what Allah has forbidden. Now he is tempted to look in the wrong direction. That heart, the strength of the heart enables him to keep his gaze low. His heart is being tempted to now think wrongly. But to the extent that that heart has been strengthened, that waswasa of shaitan is very easily just crushed aside and the heart remains firm. So to the extent he has strengthened his heart, all this becomes easy. The obedience to Allah Ta'ala becomes easy. Refraining from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala becomes easy. And remaining calm in all conditions. Whatever crisis, he like any other insan feels whatever things others feel. But he'll remain calm, he'll remain composed, he'll remain under control. He won't become overwhelmed, he won't become paranoid. He'll remain calm. That is the need of the moment to connect our hearts with Allah Ta'ala. All these amal and the greatest connection comes from refraining from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. Because that is the greatest ibadat. Ittaqil maharim, takun a'abad al-nas, Nabi Abu refrain from whatever is haram, you'll become the greatest abid, the greatest worshipper. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala grant us a tawfiq that we engage in all those things that strengthen our hearts, connect our hearts to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala and save us from anything and everything that weakens this connection and that disrupts this link with Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala protect us, Allah Ta'ala protect one and all. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes in the dua. It is reported in the Hadith Sharif the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine at the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will grant him the topic of righteous actions and save him from sin and this will become the means of this great benefit on the day of Qiyamah. So therefore we should try to make the time for this daily in our homes, in our time and space that to dedicate some time to recite this tasbih, one tasbih of La ilaha illallah and inshallah we'll see the great benefit this will bring to us. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله Inna Allah, la ilaha illa 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 Allah, la ilaha
ஹம்முக்குள்ளும் <Sessizuk> ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل اثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving allah اله العالمين يا الله يا الله we acknowledge you are your most sinful servant يا الله اله العالمين يا الله but you love forgiving يا الله يا الله forgive us يا الله forgive all our major minor sins يا الله forgive our families يا الله forgive our friends and relatives يا الله forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam اله العالمين يا الله شوى يوم مغفرت امتي الله شوى يا رحمه امتي الله ريموف ذا ديفيكولتيز اند هاردشيبس اوف امتي الله ريموف اول ذا ايلنسز اند فايروسز يا الله اله العالمين يا الله جرانت عافيه تو ان اول يا الله اله العالمين يا الله يا الله لينك اور هارت ان كونكت اور هارت تو يو يا الله يا الله فل اور هارت تو يور محبت يا الله ريموف اول ذا فايسز فروم اور هارت يا الله ريموف اول ذا ايفلز فروم اور هارت يا الله ريموف ذا لوف اوف ذا ايجو فروم اور هارت يا الله ريموف ذا لوف اوف دنيا يا الله ريموف ذا برايد اند مالس اند جيلسي يا الله اله العالمين يا الله ريموف اول ذا ايفل كواليتيز يا الله فل اور هارت تو هيوميليتي يا الله فل اور هارت تو انابت اند رجوع يا الله Fill our hearts with Ya Allah, with all the noble qualities, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, give us a tawfiq of performing our five-ten salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Grant us such a salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Grant us the best quality in all the ibadat, Ya Allah. Grant us tawfiq of making more and more ibadat, Ya Allah. Use us for the khidmat of deen with ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Oh, those are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, grant them complete and total cure, Ya Allah. Remove all their illnesses with afiyat, Ya Allah. Those who are sick in hospitals, Ya Allah, bring them in complete recovery back homes, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Remove all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away, make them complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Grant their families and all near and dear ones, sabr al-jameel, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Strengthen the hearts of one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Save us from all the haram and sins, Ya Allah. Save us from all the vices, Ya Allah. Save us from everything you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, grant us a tawfiq of living the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, save us from the ways of the Yehud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. 
Save us from everything that you are displeased with. Ya Allah, ilahul alamin. Ya Allah, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, all those who asked us to make dua for them, ya Allah, fulfill each one's dies needs from the grave. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's dies aspirations. Ya Allah, ya Allah, fulfill each one's noble aspirations. Ya Allah, remove each one's difficulties and hardships. Ya Allah, grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat. Ya Allah, grant barakat in each one's risk. Ya Allah, ilahul alamin. Ya Allah, ya Allah, all that we have asked for. Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, bless us with it. Ya Allah, what we should have asked and did not ask. Ya Allah, without asking, grant it to us, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sa'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabihi al-ma'in wa alhamdulillah